To get started, turn the computer on. Now type in the word load and press the enter key. The computer responds with an instruction to press the play button. 30, 40, 30, 40. All set? Let's go. Hey, hello, this is episode three of Audio Babble with myself, 3040. Today's guest is uh, my cousin, Alicia Hobbs. She uh, lives up in Mochueka. Um, she is a musician. She writes and records her own music. She gigs lots of different places and she's also put out an EP, Alicia Hobbs Music. So yeah, we're going to have a chat to her about the process of music making, where she got it, get your inspiration from, people who have influenced her, and just other topics that arise on um, creating your own music, and hopefully give some pointers and some help and some tips to people who are out there being creative and um, yeah, writing their own music, doing lots of things. So yeah, this is episode three of Audio Babble with Alicia. Hey, my name's Alicia Hobbs. I'm a musician. I come from the Motueka region. It's something which I've loved my entire life. They reckon that I was singing in the bassinet down at uh, Mum's choir practice at the hall there. Uh, yeah, look, I've just been in love with the whole thing as long as I can remember. It makes me feel so good. It makes other people feel so good. It's just something really special that is more of a way of life to me than than perhaps a hobby or an interest or something like that. When I was about six years old, I started playing on the violin. And that was a you know, really good experience, actually. I did a few recitals in the Nelson School of Music and things. And I decided after about a year and a half that I wanted to move on to something different, just something which maybe suited how I wanted to express myself a bit more. So we went down to the Country Music Club. And straight in there and started doing these live performances. They'd have this band there for the for the night with the backing band and everybody would bring their chord charts along so you could pick your own songs and have a little performance. And that was a really great thing. We carried on with that for about nine years and I competed all around the South Island. I learned to play a few instruments over the course of that too. I became really obsessed with the idea of having a guitar when I was about eight and it took me a couple of years until I talked the thing around and had one in my hand there and I just spent all my time on it from then on really. I've had a lot of different experiences with a vast variety of environments you know from the country music club and I've done a lot of gigging and, and the bars and the cafes and that sort of thing and, and different groups and projects and I just love it you know anywhere I can get involved it's it's my bar, so eh? 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure where to go with that. No, that, that's all good. <laughs> that that's really good, and uh, I'm sure I can um, add a little bit to that. There, I know you've uh, you've put out at least one album. Is that correct? Yeah. So I made an EP in 2013. It was, and I'd been writing quite a bit of material over the the few weeks prior, and everything just kind of lined up. There was a chap there at the NMIT who was prepared to do the recordings for me and so I went and asked if I could use the space in the auditorium there at the Nelson School of Music which is now called the Nelson Centre for Musical Arts and that's an incredible auditorium it's got amazing acoustics so they've got this beautiful big concert grand Steinway which was donated by the Sturgeon family so I was able to use that piano and we took a nice Maiden guitar along and just recorded it all live in that space, which was an amazing experience. That's awesome. And um, I do happen to uh, own a copy of the album. Well, you actually gave me a copy of the album, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> just sort of uh, lining up with some of the stuff you've said, sort of your, that sort of your history with music there. I guess you kind of, you touched on it a little bit in your introduction there. Um, what is, can you expand on what place music holds in your life like what 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 the relationship is and what it what it does yeah so when when I first started getting involved in it of course when you're a, when I was a little child I knew that I loved this thing and so I just did it you know I spent all my time and energy on it and you don't always understand the reasons why you love it and as you get a bit older and you start performing in different environments perhaps, you know, uh, the later at night type scenes and that sort of thing, you you get a lot more understanding for why why you enjoy this process and how that, I suppose you'd call it an energy exchange, takes place between you and your given audience. And that's just, it's a really incredible thing to, to be a part of. It's a really powerful, enjoyable process and that's a big part of why I, that's, that's the big reason why I love it. I suppose you just you kind of bounce off each other and it grows and grows. It's amazing. I like that description. What do you call an energy? E- energy exchange, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I totally understand what you mean because, well, I DJ and make radio shows and have done a few gigs and whatnot, and I totally understand what you mean by the energy exchange. Mm. Like, I can understand where it, what it would be like for you as a performer performing your music, that energy mm. exchange with the crowd. It's also the same as when you're mixing music and being a DJ Absolutely. to see the, effect, see the effect it has on people. But like there's nothing, no better feeling than when you're playing to a group of people and they get up or they dance or they sing or they just yell and scream and it's because you've 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 reacted that change and I can That's understand amazing. what it would be like playing live to a crowd as well that exact I can yeah that ex- well, it happens to you when you know when you go to a gig and you hear your favorite musician or you play there's that energy exchange so I like that I like that actually that's a really cool it's a really cool way to describe it I'm going to steal that is that all right yeah mate <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it it's uh it's totally I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that even just listening to music same thing eh? like an energy exchange between you and that and that tune that's right and it can be a bit hard to describe sometimes but yeah i guess that sort of 
tells the story a little bit of it anyway yeah that's awesome so because um my last two guests have kind of we've gone down the path of being music collectors slash djs slash radio show hosts etc it's going to be cool talking to you now because we're going to sort of go down a similar path but because you're a musician who writes and makes and creates your own music i think we can sort of change some of the sort of questions i ask and go down a different uh different um pathway but i also think the listeners will still get something out of it in terms of they might also be looking to write music or create music so the question i asked my other two guests was who were people who influenced the sort of music they listened to but i'm going to ask you who are the people that influenced you around getting into making music and learning instruments and learning how to sing and who are the sort of people that were there that pointed you in different directions or keyed you into things that helped you get to where you are now? Well, it's interesting. I've actually listened to a few people answer similar questions and I've thought to myself, you know, I guess my own story with that journey seems to me a little bit unique from, from some of those that I've heard and that, a lot of it was happening in the practical sense so obviously at the house there we had the music that mum listened to which I, I loved all of that you know but as soon as the the practical side of it I started actually playing music that was really what captured me even though I'd always loved it it was once I started participating that I ever thought hey I really want to do this and that's yep. what really just took hold of me mate and i I ran with it, I couldn't stop. So the way that a lot of that went down is you would go to these club nights on a, I think it was a Sunday night, they used to have them down at this little hall in Rewaka. And everyone would show up and you had your band and you'd all do your songs. So what ended up happening is I would learn all these lyrics just by being there in the room I would learn these musical progressions I came to understand quite naturally how it all worked just by being there and in amongst it so it was quite funny because you would learn these songs and once I got myself an instrument I would turn around and just play those songs and you had actually never in your life heard the record and you might not even know who wrote that song or who had recorded it you just such and such down the country music club had performed that song and you'd learned it off them. Yep. So I would just learn heaps and heaps of songs and have absolutely no knowledge of its origin, its writer or its uh, the record. So that so was, was just, uh, yeah, that's so you mean like it's a little bit of you sort of you're self-taught, you're self-teaching, you're watching, you're copying, you're mimicking. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, a lot of people, when I hear them tell their story with music, you know, it often, um, a heavy part of it was kind of going along to your local record store and, you know, perusing the collections there and taking something home and oftentimes really studying and, and getting immersed into that. And I did start to do some of that later, of course, but it just... It, it was a bit different in terms of how it all started, I suppose. Are there any um, particular people that you used to hear play or people you sort of were like, wow, you're really cool. Like, I want to learn how to play the guitar like you. Or, wow, I want to learn 
how to sing like you and sort of not copy what they do, but just use them as a force to be like, man, I hope one day I can attain to that or be as good as that. You always had your idols like within the scene and people that you really loved, you know. I remember the first girl that I thought, man, you're so cool. She was probably about 16 or 17 and her name was Shelley Avis. And she came out in these country music awards over in Takaka and she sang this song called And Then He Kissed Me. And she had this glitter all over her and this cool pink dress. You know, I thought, man, you're so cool. Yeah, so, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there was always people that you really admired. I She didn't stick around in the scene for very long, you know, and, and the people would be chopping and changing all the time. But the one constant person who always inspired me and that someone who became a very good friend of mine and his name is Matthew McNeely and he was there from right in the beginning and all the way along and just having that friendship and like bouncing off each other and it was that fun time you'd go along to these events and you knew you were going to see each other and hang out with your friends yeah so that was always a big inspiration as well even if just in as well as the music, just in the heart, you know, like feeling yeah. good about community, the whole yeah. thing and community and unity within it. So. Uh, uh, I wonder if uh, that girl, what was her name again? Shelley. Avis. I wonder if, would, would how cool would it be now to go and tell her what you just told me? I'd love to. Do you, do you reckon she'd be stoked <laughs> to be like, wow, I had that, that effect on someone. I think she'd be stoked to hear that. <laughs> I bet she probably would, eh? <laughs> and that's really cool because people don't realise, you know, she was totally oblivious to the fact that she had that effect on you. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? And it's, as you say, other musicians helping each other. Even though you're doing the same thing or attaining for the same thing, there's no selfishness. It's like, I'm going to help. I'm going to help this person. I'm going to share my knowledge with them and help them get better as well as myself. And you know what was really cool is especially in that environment where we were actually all doing these competitions and there was just none of that, you know, it was all just good vibes, eh? And we were just really happy and excited for each other and excited to, to be there. <laughs> so, it was, like, it was a competition, but there was, you know, no kind of competition between us, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, because you're pushing each other, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. So this is the, the actually the the main question I've been quite excited and interested to ask you, and I think any budding musicians or, or listeners will definitely get something out of this, and I know it's going to be different for everyone. Um, take us through that planning because I'm a DJ, I play other people's music, and that's the kick I get is mixing it and making it sound, you know, changing it, changing the vibe of it. I don't write music or play an instrument. So this is going to be awesome. I just take us through your version of the planning, making process, the writing, the trial and error. The How does it go for you? Well... Oftentimes, it's very much on the fly. It's, it kind of just happens out of nowhere. You Sometimes you can, you just have this feeling building inside of yourself and you, you might be thinking, oh, I really want to create something. 
you might not sit down that afternoon and do it, but it might be over the course of a few days and you just kind of got it in your mind and your heart, but you're going about your jobs and you're getting your stuff done in the day and you're thinking, yeah, I'm really looking forward to focusing in on that. And, and sometimes out of that process, you will actually sit down and make it happen. Sometimes. So are we talking about the words or like, do you separate it out? Do you have, is he talking about word, like lyrics or words going in your mind? Are you, or are you talking about a little, a tune or some chords or are you, are you talking about both? So it's actually none of that yet. It's just like an excitement in your heart. No, that's cool. Right? So you're yeah. like, yeah, you really want just to, to make that thing happen again. And so you, you kind of go along sort of chasing that feeling, I guess, in your, in your heart, in your mind, sometimes for a few days until you can get the time to actually sit down. And look, I, I really don't have any concrete process that I can tell you except you've just got to find a way to sit down and make it happen right yep let it happen I guess <laughs> so just about every single time I've ever written a song I'll sit down with my instrument and a few times in life that's been a piano and it's usually a guitar but you'll just come out with this piece of music like a vibe or a feeling and you're sort of playing some certain chords and you've got a little thing going on and it almost always comes forth out of that you've got this rhythm and you kind of get sucked into it yourself and you're in this vibe or this feeling or this energy so you just keep playing that piece of music on your instrument and you might not even come out with some lyrics that day. It, it might not be for a couple of weeks. Sometimes, within about an hour and a half, you've got the entire song. Like, that piece of music just inspires those lyrics and then out they come. Or sometimes it'll take a bit longer in the process. Some of my songs these days, you know, they've happened over the course of a few months and you just stuck on that little piece of music and it, it just hasn't quite come together yet and then one day you're doing the dishes or something and like you said before into that part of the phase where the bit of music's going around in your head and suddenly these lyrics come to your mind so you like dry your hands and run upstairs and throw the recording on and and see what you can put together that that's that's i'm smiling here like that's so cool but yeah, I think, but you, yeah, that the cool thing is you can probably, even though we're talking about music here, you could relate that to any creative aspect in your life, whether you're an artist, whether you're painting a picture, whether you're building something in the garage, you know, that little aha moment and you've got to stop what you're doing and either go write it down or go and make it or go and put it into practice before that idea flitters away. And you have to. Like <laughs> of course to. you do. You definitely have to. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I've so. woken up in the middle of the night um, and typed into my phone and my notepad um, a particular song that I wanted to go and buy, a particular song I wanted to put on my mix in, in, in the next for the next radio show. Like I totally get what that, you know, just yep. write it down. Exactly. Because you always go, oh, I remember that, and you don't. And, yeah, I <laughs> – yeah, ex you, yeah, I can. Yeah, 
totally relate to that. And it's so cool to hear how that happens making writing a song. Yeah. Um, so you've got your so the lyrics and things, is it are you what sort of experiences are you drawing on sometimes when you're when you're going for the lyrics? Um, yeah, again it's a pretty funny one to describe because I never I never kind of plan it beforehand. I, I never, going back to what I said at the start, where you're kind of chasing around that little feeling and stuff, you you kind of, you don't even shape it into an idea in your head at all until you've let some music come out. And then it's kind of funny, like, I don't even plan that. I don't even say, oh, I'm going to write a song about such and such an experience or such and such a concept. And these words will kind of just come floating into your, into your head. And it's, it's quite funny. It sort of happens without any, any intentional control other than just, you know, you're going to make it happen. That yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense because, <laughs> yeah, it does because you could force it, couldn't you, and be like, I need some words, I need this, and the more you force it and the more you think about it, it just doesn't happen. And you know what? Some people, that method is, that that's exactly how they work. Some people have that kind of mind. I mean, you can see that in their work. You can see that some people can make a whole brainstorm of the song and the concept and everything and, and then put it together and that's yeah. like that's amazing it's like a sorcery to me which I, I I'm certainly not on that train but, <laughs> but like there's it's incredible how how many different approaches that there are to these art forms and that's the beauty of it eh? everyone's got their own their own creative process or the way they go about it and that's what mm -hmm. makes it unique that's amazing. So, um, look, just yeah, if I can go ahead. back, if yeah. I can just go back to something because you, you know, you were asking me what people were around and who inspired me, and there is a really important moment that I'd like to tell you about, if that's cool. Absolutely. So, my brother had this lady, and her and her friend had these tickets to go down to a concert but the friend couldn't make it. So she called me up and she goes, oh, Weasel, would you like to go and see Jack Johnson? You know, and I'd only heard that song Flake, that one with Ben Harper <laughs> on the pedal steel, and I yeah. thought, oh, yeah, that'll be cool. So I was about 12 years old at the time, and I'd actually never been to anything, any proper concert live except for this, because I was born in 1990, right? So the first actual live concert of a touring act that I saw was the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys tribute in the Trafalgar <laughs> Centre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, yes, standing up on our chairs, man. We we thought that was great. So I'd never actually been to a proper artist in concert like that before. So we went along there and it was um we were in the, I suppose, what you call like the mosh pit part of the, the concert, standing uh, standing up in the front there, and I, I thought that was pretty awesome. I've never done that before. And uh, Donovan Frankenreiter came out, and he did the opening set, and that was really cool. 
and Jack Johnson came out and mate, what a force of a guy. Eh? He was just this uh, amazing presence came out on the stage and what a lovely, nice dude. And that just radiated totally out of him, man. And I was, uh, yeah, just absolutely locked into this. I suppose mesmerized is the word that you use, isn't it? Just locked into the soul performance, man. And that was when I really realized because I'd seen this down to earth dude, that was just this real person. I realized this is, I can do this. This is actually something I can do. Like it's not going to be just something I enjoy at home. I can actually go out there and do this too, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. That was quite an important moment for me, I suppose. Yeah. That's hmm. kind of, kind of touched on another question for later, but that's all right. Cause we can elaborate on that, but I'm glad you've shared. How old were you? 12. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's a real cool feeling to have at that young age, eh? Like, man, that's... Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. quite quite a blessing to have that, really, eh? Yeah, totally. So, take, we'll just go a step back. Can you? What about, for you personally, gigs that you've done yourself? What's one that you can remember that was m most memorable for you? There's this really mind-blowing one that, look, there's lots, eh? There's been heaps that are just so awesome, but this one that comes to mind, it was this awesome, awesome place that was down in Nelson CBD for about seven or eight years called Rhythm and Brown. I don't know if you've heard about this place, man, but this Haven't is really, Oh, mate, this is really something special, eh? This is really something special. And this guy called Scott Bradley had created this place and he had this incredible vinyl collection so behind the bar he he always had this amazing set list planned out for the, the whole time the bar was open from you know 3 p.m until whatever time you'd close up in the wee hours of the morning and just take everyone on this awesome journey and he started having us along and there to play live and it just became this amazing hub of yeah just expression and real chance to let yourself fly man this place was just so cool he really understood what it was all about so um what i would do is these these gigs for my birthdays i love to do a gig for my birthday and one that just really stands out which was around 2013 we set up the drums and the bass and everything and we just ripped it up man and I can't explain it it was just such a intense experience it kind of everything stood still and we had the stage there and the this whole place was packed man like it was just falling out into the street and you had this perfect semicircle. There was us standing there in this little stage area and this perfect semicircle that went around us like this bubble. And then just every single free space in that whole bar was completely packed with people. And it was like time stood still on this night, man. Like everybody was so locked in together. Yep. Yeah, just absolute magic. And 
it's kind of hard to figure out what what the chemistry is that makes something like that happen but in a place like that where the guy who's created the environment you know he really understood how to give people a place to come along and be and just do their thing there was nothing there except for people and music and you, you, the the bar of course you know like that helps things along but there was no other distractions in that place it was all about spending time together with people and it's, i know that, yeah that sounds like as you say a dude who's understood what it is just to let people express themselves yeah exactly mate i mean there's lots of cool establishments don't get me wrong i mean everybody loves a game of pool and stuff and people people love to go along to their local and and have other different activities there and stuff but just this place just really worked for me and what i'm about and what <clears throat> i would like out of a night if i was going to go and spend time with my friends it was just perfection absolute perfection so we had some magic magic nights in there it just you could really fly and do your thing and there was nothing else there but for the music and the people i loved it i never forget that <laughs> that and and perfect that was an awesome awesome description so are you are you telling me that place doesn't exist anymore yeah that's really sad yeah and you know i i know that like nobody will ever that'll be something that people people will be talking about that place in decades man i, I know that what yeah what other people experienced there was yeah that was just a little pocket of magic a little pocket of magic i i don't know uh maybe it was just not quite the right timing for what's happening in the economy in the local area and that sort of thing i don't know but you know what happened there was and you got to be part of it that's pretty cool you know it's given given something a good memory for you that's a that'll always be a, a really big part of my story man no matter where i ever go or what i do just uh what i was able to kind of achieve in that place as an artist was a great gift man i'll be always be real grateful for that that's really cool and that's actually kind of similar to who Greg, who I had on my first episode, and my brother, who I had on my second episode, and actually a few other people I'm going to talk to from um, the KFM radio station that we were part of in Auckland. Same same thing. It's it's such a parallel of um, just a cool space where pe like-minded people could go and be themselves and be creative, and it was just about the music and the people. There was no there was no agenda. Yeah. Um, you know, people were whatever stage they were at, whether they were learning, whatever, and even if, you know, the parties, whatever we had, it didn't matter. The level of skill the DJ had, it was irrelevant. It was just that they were there playing music and they played their music and everyone loved it. There was no, you can't play this or you can't do that. It was just people sharing and putting in their best effort. Yeah, that's amazing. Eh? It's really, yeah. you're really lucky as a person to, experience a space like that i reckon yeah well that same thing like that place that doesn't exist anymore you know and the, the people you know myself and the more people i'm going to talk to and two guests i have like all of us come back to that same thing every time and it's like there you go just like you are i'm very grateful that i got to be part 
in that time where that space was there and meeting those people and doing that thing. Yep. Um, just like you are, I feel lucky and appreciate the fact that I got to do that in that space. Yes. So you talked about an awesome gig. So tell us about maybe one that was um, <laughs> a little bit cha a little bit challenging, maybe. A little bit challenging. Oh man. <laughs> nothing actually comes to mind or or to heart i think maybe i'm just feeling so good in the in, inside of this this yarn that we're having i'm really happy yeah i don't want to bring it down i don't want to bring it down <laughs> but i don't know maybe there, there might have been one that might have been a bit tough or there was maybe not as many people there as you were hoping or i don't know i'm not trying to be I'm negative really, i just I'm sort really of really struggling to think of uh, something that, and there are definitely ones now that you put it that way there's yeah i mean there's always those ones that come with their challenges eh? and um i guess i have to say that on the most part i i really can't i really can't remember a gig that's actually ended bad like which is pretty awesome that's good actually, <laughs> that's actually really awesome when you think about it um yeah so i I did this little concert when I'd just sort of done my EP and stuff. And I was, I guess I was feeling a bit reluctant. I, I was a bit scared to, and this is kind of really silly, but I was a bit scared to sort of put it out there. Oh, this is my EP release party or anything. Cause I was sort of, I, I guess I just wasn't really feeling too confident at the time. So I put on this gig and I hadn't, officially said it was the EP release but some people sort of thought it was and other people didn't really know and it ended up being on this night when this other like really big gig with this awesome as band from town was happening at this other hall on the same night and so I ended up with like eight people there so I actually manifested because I lived totally by my fears on that one, I absolutely manifested what I'd been too afraid of happening by just not throwing everything into it and saying, right, this is the EP release, be there, let's do it. And if I'd said that, man, I'm sure like heaps more people would have come, but I guess they all just thought it's like another, just another gig. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hold yourself. So, you know, like everybody went out to this awesome band to have this cool dancing night and, and had a really great time and stuff. But I was there with my eight people, mate, and you know what? We had such an awesome time. That's good. That's good, though. Those eight people had the best night of their life. Oh, man, it was really good. So, um, you know, and a, a few good jokes sort of came out of that, you know, with regards to um, – needing to get a little bit more famous before we could fill the room and so on. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you uh, turned it into a positive. Yeah, well, everybody, you have to. that was a t team effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you've talked about, you've talked about your the Jack Johnson gig, which is cool. Can you think of any other um, awesome gigs you've been to? Any other maybe... I know he's sort of a, well, you know, you don't like to use the word, but you know he's a famous musician that everyone knows worldwide. I mean, maybe another one of those you can think of, or maybe someone like you say, someone in your area put on a gig or someone else. 
um, put on a wicked gig and you're like, man, that was that was that was sensational. That was wicked. I'll tell you who I would always go out of my way to get into the room and, and watch play, and that's Paul Abana Jones, man. What a great guy. What a nice guy, but what an amazing performer. Just yeah. an amazing, what a force that dude is. Just incredible, mate. Yeah. So obviously yeah, been to a few, few gigs. I've been to about three or four. Yeah. Yeah, I've just... Mate, that's that's worth worth getting there, eh? He's just what a dude. Yeah, what can I say, man? Just such a such a nice chap and an incredible musician. The, the show that he puts on for you is just mind blowing, mate. He's so so great. That's cool. I'm sure he'd like to hear that too. Yeah, look, man, I, I, would, <laughs> I would go along to see him any chance that I could, eh? Just such a nice, such a nice chap. So that always, it's always a highlight, just his whole, his whole buzz, you know, his, the energy he puts out there is, yeah, that's wicked, that's what it's all about, mate. Yep, there's that energy again, you've mentioned that word quite a few times, which is cool, because it all ties in, you know? Yeah, well, it's obviously it's, it's, that's your word with music. Yeah, it can be quite hard to express what you're saying, and that's a really good one, I think. I think it's relatable across all sorts of platforms. Mm, Energy, well, exactly. Yep, yeah, that's right. Exactly, and I'm not necessarily meaning, and yeah, I mean you can exactly you could use it from a sporting perspective, for example, or you know. People could come at that from like a spiritual level or just, yep. you know, the physical force that's coming out of you and anything that you're doing. And it's it's all the same thing, isn't it? Well, music it is on that spiritual level. It's the same for music as well. It's just, I believe it's a spiritual thing as well, you know, yep. that same kind of energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you've kind of touched on this actually. Advice. Well, wise words of wisdom to anyone that's listening that is thinking, hey, I want to write music, I want to create songs, I want to sing, I want to, you know, what is what would be some helpful tips, pointers, um, yeah, boosters to help someone who's thinking about that process? If you can feel that magic in your inside of yourself then you've just got to do whatever it takes to go out there and make it happen and don't measure don't don't measure your success based on anybody else or what they're doing or what anyone thinks you should be doing or achieving let yourself enjoy those moments just enjoy those experiences and be in the moment and do it. And you know what? Probably the most important thing about navigating life out there, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. It's good. Yeah. Just if you have that idea act on it and see where it takes you. Yep. Go for it. Make it but, happen. Yeah. But 
but be also be flexible and changing up from time to time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. We we um, uh, I guess maybe as people we we probably create certain types of um, fan uh, ideals or fantasies in our minds about how things should be. Yep. And oftentimes it's you know it's not like that for anyone else either that's just what what you're kind of perceiving it doesn't mean that someone else has really got it so great and you haven't for example you might you're probably only seeing the good parts of where that person's at so like don't compare just try to try to keep that good in your own buzz and in your own life and build on that and be true to who you are and believe in your own abilities as well, eh? Exactly. Yeah, I think that comparison thing applies to lots of things. It's easy It's easy to do that, measure a success compared to somebody else and just don't even give yourself a chance. Yep. Yeah, and you know what, man? If, if you see someone out there and they've got something cool or they are someone cool or they're clever at what they do, you know, just remembering that person's worked real bloody hard to do that and you if you ever feel in in your heart like don't let yourself be discouraged just because you think that someone else is further along along the path than you are and you'll get there man you gotta just work slowly like like those people have they just seem like they're so awesome because they've done something for so long but you two can get there man like these days it's all kind of instantaneous gratification and and the things that people do for enjoyment but you've you've got to be patient man you've got to chip away at the stone eh? you just do a little by little and let yourself sit back and yeah, don't be too hard on yourself trying to measure how far you've come and that sort of thing. Just sit back and try to enjoy it. Try to focus on keeping moving forward in your craft and learning new things. Isn't the irony, though, we look to those people who we think are awesome and doing well, but little do we know sometimes they're hard on them, themselves and they don't think they're that great, as you know? Yeah. That's right, yeah. man. And yeah. and you know, it's crazy, eh? <laughs> the irony is we're going, wow, they've got it all sorted. Uh, this, 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 and that. And little do we know, they possibly inside themselves going, man, I'm a failure. I'm, I'm not doing too well at all. That's Yet, right, bro. How stoked That's would right. they to hear that someone thinks, you know, just the irony of a two people looking at it complete that, you know, looking at it completely different ways. And and that person that you idolize, man, they might be so hard on themselves at times that you know they're even robbing themselves of some of that enjoyment you get from enjoying their work you just don't even know man i think um just something completely random i just thought about it then prime tv used to have a series on called prime rocks which was really cool it was funny every thursday evening i think and they'd feature a different band or a singer and i'll never forget the one on NXS about Michael Hutchinson yes, and how much of a showman and how just how great that guy was and just everyone on there talked about how this dude was a true performer 
and what he did. Yet when he wasn't on stage, he was the most shy, insecure, unconfident, would hide away kind of person. And it's just like it didn't make it didn't it made sense, but it didn't make sense, mm. you know. And there's that whole irony of looking at someone going, "Wow, they are so awesome! Look at them; they're, they're doing well." But underneath it, you think they're so confident that well, whatever. And I think it levels things out when you realise even those people we tend to idolise also struggle with that same things that we struggle with. And you know, with a lot of those prodigal type people, it's probably not as easy as it as it might seem for those people to be surrounded by those they feel understood by like well i think his, their success is like sometimes because as much as the more he did and the more and the better he did and everyone loved the more he loved him the more he wanted to get away from people and hide but it was mm -hmm. like catch 22 right i'm good at performing and all these people like me more yet ah this is too much for me you know yeah, <laughs> yeah man what a what a bizarre situation I, yeah it'd be yeah. hard really hard no it would you know and that yeah. makes you yeah so yeah i think that, that's good advice you know believe in your craft but also understand you're doing the best you can and you where you where you should be but you've also got to work hard as well mm. quick fix we all want the quick fix eh? Get, it's, i yeah. think it's just getting worse and worse you know you want something quickly yeah, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot working against you out there these days when it comes to, yeah, uh, honing, honing those real skills and and practicality. There's a lot, a lot of forces working against you, and you just have to try and take a breath and step back, man, and and make that peaceful space for yourself, and and just try to move forward any way that you can. And that's where music. I was talking my last episode with my brother. His his relationship to music was that music's his escape. Mm. And I think that's, you know, the different ways that people use and see music. I think that's really cool. You know, when life is tough and we're just talking about it then, you know, the things that external things that are going on, there's music again, helping people escape from that from a short period of time, whether it's listening to someone else's music or just strumming their guitar and singing a few chords in their room. And it's um, always there. It's always there, man. Yeah. That's what's so awesome. You've always got it. Um, that's actually my definition of music to me, is it's that one thing that's a constant. Yes. You know, it's totally a constant, whether you're feeling up, whether you're feeling down. It's just a constant that's there that calm you and level you. Yes. In certain instances. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. Let's sort of talked about your own music and what you write and stuff. Let's have a quick quick little chat about your personal music collection, like other music sort of what sort of things are you got on the playlist or have had on the playlist for years and years? Yeah, so again it's really funny because I <laughs> I always think of myself as someone who's listened to relatively such little music that I've actually spent time listening to, which kind of seems really weird. 
I feel like I've just spent so little time actually listening to stuff and the majority of my time and energy is gone into trying to re- you know create <laughs> yep. to and when you hear something that you absolutely love you know when I was a little kid and I was first had my guitar and I was able to hear something and sort of go go and recreate that it was never trying to sound like the the way that that record sounded it was you felt that feeling and you were going to create that again you wanted to keep that going on and my first instinct was was actually to hear something incredible and then want to play it as opposed to to keep listening to it if that makes sense yes yeah it totally does yep yep so it was quite funny because back to that thing like when you would learn songs from people instead of from the record so the the same kind of thing would happen again i would hear something a couple of times and in those days you you had to wait till you could go around to someone's place who had the internet and a printer and you would copy and paste the lyrics into your Microsoft Word and print it off on a sheet and and that would be you and then you'd just be playing the song and I would never be thinking about is this right is this the same as the record or something I'd have that feeling I'd got from it and then I was making that again so so it all felt right and it all felt correct and oftentimes years down the track I'd hear the record again and think oh man that's rather different (laughs) (laughs) I've just done a different version of the remix oh that's quite unique Uh, that's a different flavor so on the same token you know I would get certain albums and stuff and if I really really loved it then I would literally binge listen to it for like months and I'm meaning like every day there's certain albums that I'm sure we've all got them but you just could play it so so many times and you would never ever get over it can you name one you got one so both of those first two Jack Johnson albums like the feeling that that music gave me was just i mean it's just perfect you know everything about it was just perfect to me and and talking about that escape i suppose when even if you didn't realize you're consciously doing it that's what's happening you just taken totally into this world yep and yeah when it came to those those two albums i was just quite happy to be in that world as much as possible man (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i guess you would have a different relationship to those albums and whatnot having seen them live as well absolutely yeah because you hear stuff differently when it's live i mean i'd even heard some of those songs before and maybe not thought too much of it like i'd actually listened to that that whole first album before going to the concert and i don't think i thought you know i, I wasn't like super super moved by it at that time for some reason but when i i guess you kind of feel like you you come face to face you actually meet the person even though you're just standing there in the concert you but yeah 
you actually are meeting that person in a kind of a way. And then I just saw the whole thing differently. Yeah, it's really connected with it, and and I mean every single song on those albums is is awesome. There's not that annoying song that you skip past or anything. Yeah, that and are those albums that um yeah you listen to over and over again, right? So when we got to about sixteen, sixteen, seventeen, a friend of mine she had this record player in this like downstairs flat at her parents place and she had some really cool music on there she was really into playing along on her bass guitar to these tool albums right and i'd never been introduced to that music before and man i really loved that eh? and that was um yeah rhythmic combinations and patterns and stuff which i that was completely new to me like i'd been in the country music and stuff and you know, a lot of mainstream pop type stuff, which I'd have access to on the radio. But as I said before, the internet, like I didn't come from a household that was like diehard music collectors and had all the really awesome old school stuff. Like um, we had all the really awesome old school country music, but um, that, you know, that was the world was the country music, which is all really incredible, but man, some of these other concepts I'll just never come across and these amazing rhythms. I remember the first time I heard Tool, I thought to myself, well, how would you ever play that? <laughs> and it's funny, like once you get, get into that space, I mean, not too long after that, I was starting to play a few of these riffs and things. And, you know, not too long after that, I was doing these acoustic covers of some of these songs and, it's quite funny back to that thing where you think, Oh, I'll never be able to do that. But you put, you put your heart into the thing and you'd be surprised what you can actually achieve. Eh? Yeah. But the good thing is, is you, you know, as you say, country, you was your thing, but you opened yourself up to listening to something else and going down another path, mm. which, um, which is really cool. And I'm sure it changed the way you created songs or, you know, and you learn, you learn new things. You might have gone down and well, hey, you know what? This is not for me. Uh, I don't like the sound of this or where it's going. I'm going to go back to what I know. And that's fine as well. But, mm. you know, obviously it helped add different things to your music making and inspire you in different directions. Just like artists do with their, you know, how their sound changes over the years. Same kind of thing, you know? Exactly. And, you know, I've, I've only just joined. I joined up to the Spotify thing like, seven or eight months ago you know i've held off on 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 stuff for <laughs> for quite a while and just being able to i i got in like one of these new flash phones so i could get really good audio at my gigs and stuff yeah and so then i suddenly had access to youtube and things and it just man that was really amazing, but it did my head in how you couldn't drive along with a playlist going with no ads. So I thought, oh, so this is why the Spotify thing's so awesome for people. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I it's for discovering up. music, you know. It's all yeah, as you say, like it's it's a it's a cool rabbit hole to go down in terms of finding new things and going off on different angles. So it's been really good, mate, just for putting together playlists of perhaps some of those songs I've always had on the fringes and haven't quite put all the lyrics together or 
always wanted to play and didn't have a recording of it and hadn't spent enough time listening to it. So I made these huge playlists. Which if I'm driving over the Takaka Hill to a gig or something, well, then I'll, I'll put one of these on and you just, you're slowly learning all these lyrics. And yeah. for me, I, I do know hundreds of cover songs and I'm really immersed at the moment in my own music. But any time that the situation calls for it, like, man, we can, like, have a good old party on the covers, mate. We can do a bit of anything and just go for it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, I always like to have those now in the background, just slowly accumulating all those lyrics in my mind. And I'm, I'm one of those types of people that can just hear the chord progressions and things in my mind and then just play it on the guitar with a, with a few exceptions of you know something might be quite complex and I have to look into figure out what it is but 90% of the time I can just understand that progression and then play it so it's really easy to accumulate those cover songs in the back of the mind for when the situation calls for it I suppose and people just want to hear all those songs they know and boom you've got them on 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 hand and away you go exactly so um maybe i was just actually looking up uh, that jack johnson stuff so yeah. um, maybe listeners if they want to understand you know that sort of music and what you heard and your relationship with it i think the first album of his was called in between dreams i think uh the first oh, one was oh called no bushfire fairy tales brush is that it fairy tales yeah brush, brush fire fairy tales sorry they're in the wrong order here brush fire fairy tales and then followed by on, on and on and is on. that right that's the one yeah yep. so there's two jack john yeah his first two album 2001 is brush fire fairy tales and 2003 is on and on so yeah listeners um go check those two out and it might help you yeah understand alicia's um story around what she felt with playing music and creating music and that and obviously were they the sort of the first tool albums or a bit further in can you kind of remember well, i think that yeah i can't even remember now mate but i think by the time so it was it was only about six or seven months later that they released uh 10,000 days and then we went to see them at big day out yes so was it enema that was before that yeah i think that was the first well that i'm not a, i don't know a lot about tool i've got a, i think that's the album i do have and i know a few of their songs i wouldn't know the order of the albums so, so i'm pretty yeah. sure that's the one that she was thrashing that's we, the most well-known one and i think got the most sort of mainstream play that most people know i think I don't know if there's one before that. There possibly could be. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, oh, there's um, the opiate one as well. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I just can't recall what order they go in. But man, yeah, we enjoyed a lot of good hours on that music. Eh? Yeah. So maybe the first two or three two albums will be a will be a good spot to go at. Sort of, you got your, you know, a bit of yeah. creation and stuff from, which is cool. That was really yeah, really good music and. She had some great stuff on vinyl there in the room as well, like um, the greatest hits of America, for example. Yep. yep. Yeah, we, we nice. just, you know, we loved that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. um, thank you so much for having a chat. Um, 
man, time goes real quick, which is cool. And I think we've, uh, yeah, covered lots of lots of different questions, lots of different things. As I say, the last two guests have sort of been music collectors slash DJ radio hosts, so it's cool to sort of go on a different tangent for someone who writes and creates and makes music and has put out albums and done sort of live gigs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've, re- I've really enjoyed this. It's been really, really interesting, so thank you. Hey, thank you so much for having me, and I hope we can have another yarn someday. Soon. Yeah, I, I really like that. And um, to the <laughs> listeners out there, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well and definitely um, taken some advice if you're looking at writing, creating music and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, check out those few albums and it will give you a bit of an insight into um, Alicia's passion and uh, sort of the, the way she's gone with the music and what's led her to uh, do what she has done. So thanks, Alicia, and I hope we can chat again soon and appreciate your time. Thanks. I appreciate yours too, mate. Cool. Talk soon. All right. Take care. So that draws us to the close of episode three of Audio Babble with my guest Alicia Hobbs. Thanks, Alicia, for your insight into um, your career and your involvement in music and what music has done for your life and what it continues to do and the awesome um, ideas and information you put out around writing music, recording music and all the things that come along with that industry. So thank you very much for your time and I hope the listeners out there have gleaned a lot from this and take away some creative inspiration. I did up. Purpose of this little demonstration is to give 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 an idea of the overall evolution of my my particular approach to synthetic rhythms.